What's up, everyone? Yes, it's me. It's me. It's me, your girl, Tanisha. And listen, if you have been with us during this heart rehab series, I know that it's blessed your life. It's blessed my life. It has blessed so many people's lives. And I really do hope that it's blessed yours. So today, guys, you know, my husband and I agreed that this one I'm going to have to do. He's done so many series and so many messages about men. Where are the men? Um, when a man loves you. I mean, he, he addresses the men. You know, we always say that we are equal sex offenders. He said, but this one, you're going to have to do this one, sis. And I was like, all right. I got it. I got it. So listen, come on in the room. Come on. Listen, drop something in the room where you're from. How many series have you been with us? If you've been with us from the beginning, if this is your first time catching a live, we are so glad that you are here with us tonight. We're grateful. So I'm going to go right into the word of God and let's get started. So the part of the text that we're starting on is Ruth chapter one, verse 14 through 18. Now listen, this is the part of Ruth where Naomi's husband's died, Ruth's husband has died, and Orpah's husband has died. They've, they've all gone on. And a lot of times when we talk about Ruth, we talk about the Ruth and Boaz story, we're not coming from this angle. So this is the point where Naomi says to Orpah and Ruth, hey, listen, y'all, I don't have a husband. You know, both of my sons have died. Both of your husbands have died. Just go back to your people, okay? And just leave me. Even if I got married right now and I got pregnant right now and I had a son, would you wait around? Probably not. And Orpah was like, yeah, she right. I'm gonna just go ahead and go on back to my people. She was sad, but Orpah went on, right? But Ruth decided to stay and that's where we're gonna come from okay so we're gonna go into it Ruth chapter 1 verse 14 at this they wept aloud again then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye but Ruth clung to her look said Naomi your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods go with her but Ruth replied don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. The verse that I want to emphasize is verse 18. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. Let's look at that word determined. I wonder how many of you are determined to break generational cycles. Are you determined to let go of fear and stress and anxiety and depression, you are determined not to repeat your past. You are determined to leave that stuff behind you. You are determined to be a bloodline shifter. Are we determined? We have to transition. Transition is tied to evolution. 
And evolution is tied to elimination. Listen guys, we cannot evolve. We cannot grow, we cannot move forward, we cannot progress, we cannot press towards the mark if, unless we eliminate some things. Some things have to go. Some things have to die. Some things we have to leave behind because we cannot move forward. We cannot evolve. We can't press on unless we eliminate some things. So Ruth and Naomi, were they were both in horrible places, very hard places. I mean, both of their husbands had died. They were sad. They were in a bad place. They were in a dark place, but they were transitioning and they needed each other. So a lot of times when people look at this story, they really focus on Ruth, but I don't want to forget about Naomi. Naomi was about to turn away from Ruth. She was saying, go back to your people. Listen, I have nothing for you, okay? She was so sad, she was so depressed. When they went on her way, when they went on their way and she was going back to her town, she decided she didn't even wanna be called Naomi anymore. You know, Naomi means pleasantness, right? And she was in such a place of depression that she told people to start calling her Mara because she felt like God had forgotten about her. Naomi was in a place where she was stuck in her transition. And if Ruth would have left her, she wouldn't have been able to transition either. She would have been stuck there in that place of bitterness. She would have wanted people to call her bitter. What if you're not in a storm, but you're in transition? See, some of us mislabel transition as bad weather. And some of us mislabel bad weather as a bad season. So we stay in this place like Naomi. She wanted to stay in this place of bitterness. And we choose to stay in this place. And God doesn't want you to. God doesn't want you to stay in a place of bitterness or anger or resentment, or loneliness, or pride, or unforgiveness, or independence, like I got this all on my own. God does not want you to stay in this place. He wants you to transition. And that is what Naomi and Ruth had to do. They had to transition. And that is what God is calling you to right now. You are transitioning. Don't confuse bad weather as a bad season. You are transitioning. I mean, Houston's weather has been real ignorant lately. I mean, we had a snow invasion one week and then the next week it was 70 degrees and people are wearing shorts and flip-flops. It's been, it's been bananas, okay? But the seasons are transitioning. We're, we're not gonna stay in this place. It is transitioning. And some of us need to understand you are transitioning and God has not forgot about you. Bad weather is the evidence that the seasons are changing. That's why we're having more rainstorms and the weather is up and down. It is showing us that the seasons are about to shift, that the seasons are changing, that the seasons are transitioning. We right now are transitioning from winter to spring but we're not staying in this place. And rehab is so that your heart 
can transition. But some of us get stuck in that place. And a lot of us need to recognize some of the people that God has in our lives, we need them there because sometimes they recognize what we don't see. And even though Naomi and Ruth, they were both transitioning, if Ruth would have left Naomi, she would not have transitioned the way that God wanted her to. So they needed each other. This story is just not about Ruth. It's about Naomi as well. Naomi was in a dark, hard place. And so was Ruth. But Ruth was willing to stick with her. So don't let go of those people that can see what you don't see. Some people, sometimes God has sent people in your lives and you're trying to push them away. You're trying to reject them. You're trying to isolate yourself because you're in so much pain, because you're in such a hard place, because you're in such a dark place. Don't push those people away. God sent those people to help you transition. You see, transition is the season where God remembers you. He hasn't forgotten. He remembers your calling. He remembers, he remembers his promises. He remembers your purpose. He remembers everything that he said to you. He hasn't forgotten because Naomi thought he forgot about her, but he hasn't forgot. He didn't forget about her and he hasn't forgotten about you. He remembers everything he said. And see, the enemy tried to dismember you, right? Hell tried to tear you apart. Hell wanted to keep you right in that state of depression, state of loneliness, state of bitterness. The devil tried to keep you there, but God is like, no, I'm going to remember you. I'm going to put you back together. Like that old song, the potter wants to put you back together again. He's going to put you back together. And that's that transition season that you're going through. Okay. He's going to put things back together because if you, if you really go in to the, to, more into the word and into this passage, you'll see that Naomi. Her legacy was great, but if she would have stayed in that place of bitterness, she would have never seen, if she, would have, she wouldn't have transitioned, she would have never seen what God had for her. So some of us, you just have to keep going. You may not know where you're going or what's going to happen. She didn't, Naomi didn't know what was going to happen when she went with Ruth back to her hometown. She thought she was just going to stay in this place. But God had something so much better for her, but she had to transition. So listen, God remembers you. He remembers every pain. He remembers every tear. He remembers everything that you went through. He has not forgotten. You are transitioning. You are going to a new place. And yes, it may be painful. Yes, it may be hurtful. Yes, it may be uncomfortable. Yes, you don't know the answers. No, you don't know what is going to happen, but know that God has not forgotten about you. Know that God remembers your name. Know that God has a plan for you. Know that God has a purpose. Know that your destiny is still coming. You are transitioning. And listen, it doesn't matter how old you are. Because listen, Naomi thought, I'm too old. There's nothing left for me. So she said, Ruth, Orpah, go back to your people. I have nothing for you. Why stay with me? And listen, you need to understand you're not too old. You're not too far gone. What you've gone through, you are not disqualified. What you've been through has not counted you out. Okay? Because Ruth and Naomi, they were different at different stages in life, but God still was transitioning them both. So this applies to everyone. 
no matter what marital status, no matter your age, no matter your creed, no matter where you're from, everybody can transition. And God wants to transition you no matter what you've been through, no matter how old you are, no matter what your past is, you can still transition. See, this is why I'm doing this because some of us are in transition and we don't even know it. We don't even know that we're in transition. And some of us, we don't even or can't even identify when we're in the season of transition. When I transitioned from single woman to married woman, there's no blueprint. Yes, of course, we went through counseling. Yes, of course, um, we got premarital counseling and we had advisors and mentors to help us and we got wise counsel in that light. And I had an amazing mother who, who taught me how to be a virtuous woman, right? But the transition from single, Miss Independent Woman and transitioning to Mrs. Flowers, being a submissive wife, that was interesting to say the least so there were a lot of what can I say challenging moments in the first couple of years of our marriage and those of you who are married can relate to this those transitioning moments they're growing pains it happens but I had to be able to transition and say you are not just by yourself anymore and doing your own thing and making your own decisions and going where you want to go, when you want to go, how you want to do it. You're not in that state anymore. You are transitioning to now you are in a covenant. You are in a partnership. You are in a marriage. And you have a husband that you have to consult. And that, my friends, was not very easy. Because ladies, some of us are so misindependent, we can't become his missus. And you're married. I know. I've been there. I get it. So, for example, when I wanted to go to the store, I went to the store. When I wanted to make a decision or spend money, I made the decision and I spent the money. But now that I had a husband that I had to consult, I had to transition. Because at first it was like, I, I, I did this before you. Like, what do you mean I can't go? What, what, what do you mean I can't do this? What, what do you mean? I, I'm capable. I, I, can, I can put my key in the ignition and I can drive. I can take my card and I can swipe. Like, what are you telling me? What, what, what does that mean? And I had to get in my mind that, listen, you are no longer in this state. You are in a new place. You are, you are transitioning to a new season. And this is not where you're supposed to be anymore. Was it uncomfortable? Oh, absolutely. Was it nerve wracking? You bet. Was it frustrating at times? You better believe it. But it was necessary. If I wanted to go to another place with my husband, if I wanted to become one with him, if I wanted to get on the same page, if I wanted us to grow together, then I had to let go of something that was behind me, that was former. I was no longer that individual. That title, Miss Independent, I couldn't hold it anymore. There are things that have to die in order for you to get to the next place. That was one of them. And some of you, there are some things that you have to let go 
There are some things that are going to have to die. There are some things you're going to have to eliminate in order to go to the next place. Like Ruth and Naomi, it was sad and it was tragic and it was unfortunate and they were weeping and they were mourning, but they, but what was before it died and God was transitioning them to a new place and it was uncomfortable, but God had something so great on the other side. If we just understand the transition. So I'm speaking from this topic tonight. She must transition. Now listen, this is for everybody because everybody has to transition. Everybody goes through these stages in their lives where they're from one point and they're going to the next point and sometimes they don't know what's gonna happen. They don't know where they're gonna go and this place that they're in is hard, it's difficult, it's dark, it's lonely, it's painful, it's confusing. You're in this place, but God is saying no. You're just transitioning and I'm here with you. We are in heart rehab and we are transitioning from addicts to advancers. We're transitioning. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much, Lord God, for meeting us at this place, Lord, that we're in. Some of us, God, are in the right and smack dab in the middle of this transition place, God. Show us your way. Show us what we're supposed to do. Give us the tools. Give us the mind and the heart to trust you and to go where you need us to go so that we can truly fulfill the destiny that you have called for our lives, God. Be with us, speak through me, Lord God. I am your vessel and I am nothing without you. Bless your people, oh God, to receive your word and everything that you have for them, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Naomi recognized that she couldn't get rid of Ruth. Ruth kept persisting. So she didn't urge her any longer. So it's confession time. Just like Jerry, I got a confession for you. And I need everybody to say this in the room. God, help me to stop resisting the transition. Transition me. Come on, let's say it again. God, help me to stop resisting the transition. Transition me. It was the winter of 2013 and I found out that I was pregnant with our first child. And to be quite honest, a lot of times people are like overjoyed and they're like super excited or they were, they were expecting this or even if it's a surprise. I was petrified. I was so scared. I wasn't expecting it. I really did not feel like I was ready. I didn't. Um, I remember uh, maybe six weeks in going into the closet in the middle of the night while my husband was sleeping and just bawling my eyes out. And you know, those, those pregnancy hormones are real. So I know that that was a part of it, but I was also having this anxiety and this fear about becoming a mother. Like I, was, I wasn't ready, I was not mature enough, or uh, you know, would I be a good mom? Or I, I was battling all of those feelings. It was the contraction of transition. I was scared. I didn't know that I would be, or I didn't know if I'd do a good job. And my daughter was transitioning me. And you know, every woman out there that's ever 
been pregnant or has children, you know the transition that your body goes through when you're pregnant from just the little, little baby bump to a little bit bigger bump. And then you have a huge bump and then you are all belly. That is a transition process. And listen, I'm gonna tell you a lot of times that transition for some women, it's extremely uncomfortable. Some women are like, oh, I had great pregnancy. Yeah, my pregnancies were okay. I remember, I still have this. I have a varicose vein patch on my ankle and it just popped up one day and I was like, what is this? And you know, anybody that's in the medical field, the blood flow gets compromised when you have a fetus sitting, you know, on your, you know, insides. <laughs> so I still have that to this day, but it was the contraction of transition. And then I remember when I was pregnant with my son, he sat on my sciatic nerve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the contraction of transition. And then you go through the labor process, right? And you start having contractions and it is painful. And some of it, some of you, it may be the worst pain you've experienced in your life. I know it was for me. The worst pain I've experienced ever. But I was giving birth to someone. I was transitioning. I was going into a new place. And sometimes when you are going into a new place and God is taking you from one place to the next place, that contraction of transition is painful. That contraction, like when I'm having contractions, literal contractions, there's, there's some things that are stretching. You are getting dilated and it is painful. When that baby is being pushed out of your body and you are pushing, that is dreadful. It is like, like nothing you could describe. But man, at the end of it, the beauty that is there, the joy that comes, what is at the end of it? What God has, you have a newborn baby. You have the gift. And that's what we have to understand about the contraction of transition sometimes. That, that time in between, it is awful sometimes, but it's necessary. It's necessary for, to, for us to get to that next place, for us to get to that new level. Both of my children transitioned me. I was no longer in one place. Now I'm coming into a new place. But God, even though I didn't realize that God was preparing me through that process to be the mother. And God, has, God is preparing you in this transition season. It's hard, it's painful, it's difficult, it's unnerving, but God is preparing you for something beautiful at the end. Transition is the season in between no longer and not yet. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, when, it's when comfort and calling have a bitter, ugly, nasty divorce, okay? Transition is also the season where we stop despising the small things, okay? Because big things happen when small things are consistent. Are you hearing that? Big things happen when small things are consistent. Stop despising the season that you're in. Stop despising this. You have to be consistent right where you are. Even if it's uncomfortable, God will give you the grace and the strength to get through it.
Just like pregnancy, God gives you the grace to endure until that beautiful baby is born. It's painful. Some women throw up the entire time, have morning sickness. Some women are on bed rest. Some women can barely walk. It's a season. And I'm not going to paint this picture like transition is beautiful because it's not, but it's necessary. Just like Naomi and Ruth, that transition wasn't pretty. It was hard, but it was necessary. Something had to die for something else to arrive. Some things have to die before some things arrive. Because listen, Ruth would have never met Boaz if she was still with Malon. If Malon had died. Now, Malon is her first husband that died, Naomi's son. She would have never met Boaz. Because let me tell you about this union with Boaz and Ruth. Boaz and Ruth had a son named Obed. And Obed had a son named Jesse. And Jesse had a son named King David. And King Jesus is in the lineage of King David. So you see, their union ushered in the Messiah. But what if Ruth would have stayed in that place of mourning? What if Ruth wouldn't have transitioned? What if Ruth would have gone back to her people? You understand? What are you mourning? That God wants to die. What are you trying to keep that God wants you to let go? God is trying to transition you so that you can have an encounter with the Messiah. God wants to transition you so he can take you to a higher place in him. Just like Ruth had to encounter Boaz, God wants you to have an encounter with him. And if you don't let some things die, if you don't let some things go, if you don't let some things be eliminated, then it's going to keep you from transitioning to where God wants you to be so he can meet you. This is what rehab is all about. No longer mourning Malon. You can't move forward unless you eliminate. You can't evolve unless you transition. We have to transition. See, what, what if Ruth would have did what Orpah did, right? Orpah went back to her people. I mean, and they was all crying. It was like, oh my God, this is so sad. They was like, you know what? I love y'all, but y'all go back to y'all people. Just leave me here. They was weeping together. And Orpah was like, no, I'm going to stay. And Naomi was like, no, y'all need to go. And Orpah was like, okay, I'm going to go. Because, you know, I, I'm going to go back to my people. I'm going to try to find me a new man. I love y'all. But I got to go. And Naomi was like, see, Ruth, go go with Orpah. Like, don't, don't stay here with me, girl, because, you know, I ain't got nothing going on. I'm bitter. I'm sad. You don't want to stay here. And Ruth was like, nah, girl, uh-uh. I'm not about to leave you here by yourself. Nah, we gonna go to this together. I got you where your people go. I'ma go. And who you serve, I'ma so out of you. Know, so we gonna stay together. We in this together. See, what if Ruth had followed Orpah? Do you have any Orpahs in your life? And are you trying to please them? Because sometimes people pleasing keeps us from transitioning. What if the people in your life are keeping you from transitioning? 
What if people pleasing, right? What if people pleasing is keeping you from going to the next place? Because imagine if she would have followed Orpah to try to make her own way and go back to her people, she would have missed what God had for her. See, sometimes the people that you have in your life surrounding you, a relationship, a friendship, any type of ship, sometimes those are the very relationships that are keeping you from transitioning. Those are the relationships that you need that you need to let go. Those are the relationships that need to die. When Ruth made the decision to stay with Naomi, she made the decision that I'm going to stay in this transition and I'm going to see it through. I'm going to see it out because I can't go back to what was. I can't go back there. I've been she was they were there for 10 years. She was there for so long. It's like this is my life now and I'm not leaving this and I'm going to stay the course and see where God is going to take us. Never allow people to incarcerate your transition. Okay, I want you to see this chart. We have readers, we have editors, we have publishers, and we have authors. Some of us are treating readers like authors. We're treating readers as publishers and editors. They're just readers. They're just looking at our story. They're just observing the narrative. They don't have the right to write anything okay God our father who is the author and the finisher of our faith he's the one that has editorial rights he's the one that can change the narrative he's the one that is writing the story and he's the only one that can write the story like it's supposed to his blood it blocks out so many of the other narratives his blood is what covers his blood is what is writing your story so what keeps us from transitioning Point number one, uninformed and misinformed. You know, the reason my husband and I are doing this heart rehab series is because there are so many people that were uninformed. They, they just didn't know. They didn't know that that was toxic. They didn't know that that was dysfunctional. They didn't know that that was bad for them. They were uninformed. They didn't know the difference between a counterfeit or a godsend. They didn't know that I need to seek you first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added. They didn't know. So we're doing this heart rehab series so people can understand, listen, you were uninformed. And some of you right now, you need to forgive yourself right now for all the decisions that you made in ignorance. You didn't know that that decision was dysfunctional. You didn't know that that relationship was toxic. You didn't know that there were signs and red flags. You were uninformed. Number two, you were misinformed. Some of us have been given bad information. Some of us have been told the wrong things to do. Some of us have been advised in the wrong direction. And now God is showing you and teaching you this was not my will. This is what, this isn't what God, God has for me. This, I have better. God has more. Bad doctrine gives you bad direction. See, the beauty of information, the beauty of wisdom, it gives you options. When you don't have wisdom, all you get is A. Like when you're angry, circle A. When you're bitter, you circle A. When you're fearful, you circle A. When you're horny, you circle A. When you're upset, you circle A. When you do not have wisdom, you get one option. But wisdom gives you multiple choice. 
gives you A, gives you B, gives you C, gives you D. It gives you the right options. I don't have to smile like that. B. I don't have to think like that. C. I don't have to act like that. B. I don't have to go over there. D. Wisdom gives you other options. The second reason why we can't transition is because there is a resistance to discomfort. Listen, people don't want to be uncomfortable. You don't want to feel pain. You don't want to go through a hard place or a dark place. You don't want to be in a place where you don't know what's going to happen, where you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, where you don't know where this is going to end. That's uncomfortable. And we resist it. So we're like, we're good. Like Orpa. She was sad and she was mourning, but she was kind of uncertain and unsure as to what was going to happen. She resisted the uncomfortability of going to a place with Ruth and Naomi. So she went back to what was comfortable. She went back to what she knew. If we don't choose to transition, then we can't get to the new place. So we have to stop resisting the uncomfortability of this season. We can't resist it. We have to say, God, give me the strength. Give me the grace. Show me how to walk through this. Give me the patience. Give me the love. Give me the endurance, God. Give me the word of God that I need. Give me the words to say in prayer so that I can be steadfast in this season of transition that you're taking me to because I know, God, you're going to take me to a great place. I know that you're going to keep your promises. Remember, we said he remembers you. He remembers what he said. He remembers what he promised you. He hasn't forgotten your name. He knows you're there. But you have to ask God, help me not to resist this season and go back to what's comfortable. Help me to stay right here where you need me to be so that I can get to the new place. You know, one of the things I love about Ruth is that when they got to Naomi's hometown and she says, let me go to a field and go glean from wherever I can find favor. She was still hopeful. Like, how do you go through such a tragedy? But then you still can press on and you can still find hope. Because what I saw is when you identify you are in transition, it gives you a future hope versus a former nightmare. Ruth said, I want to go in a field in whom sight I may find favor. So she wanted to be where the favor was. She was like, favor there? I don't want to go there. If I don't have favor there, that's not for me. If I can't find favor there, I don't want it. She wanted to be in a place where she had favor. And that's what that's where, what we all should want. We should want to be in the place where God has favor for us. Not favor for her, not favor for them, not their story, not their plan, not their life. What does God have for me? Transition me to the place, God, where I can find your favor. Point number three, what keeps us from transitioning? We reminisce over Malon. Now remember, I said Malon was Ruth's first husband. So I'm going to take you to the Bible. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Malon and Kilion also died. 
and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Now we're going to jump down to Ruth chapter 4. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, Malon's widow, as my wife, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property, so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown. Today you are witnesses. So what if Ruth would have been like, just miss Malon. I'm not going to go glean in any fields. I mean, I'm here with Naomi, but I just, just can't get over. I'm just so sad. I can't move on. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything left for me. I don't, I don't know if there's, I, I just miss him. Now, listen, you very well may miss him, but God is saying, listen, I have something else. I can, I can use my own life. I remember before, a year before I met my husband, I had a really horrible church breakup. And I remember being really, really upset about it. And just so, I mean, I was so hurt. And I was like, God, please take away that pain. It's, this is awful. And God was like, I got something better. If, but I had to stay in that place. Like, I, I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave that church. I wanted to move somewhere else. But God was like... Stay right there because that transition, that uncomfortable, pla uncomfortable place, it led me to my destiny. It led me to my purpose partner. It led me to my king, right? So you can't reminisce over something that God has taken away. Yes, it hurts. We have said this in, in webisodes. You have to sometimes have a funeral in your heart with certain people. People that relationships that have been severed because God didn't want them anymore in your life because God has something better because God wanted you to move on. You have to have a funeral sometimes in your heart and kill that connection so you can transition so God can take you to somewhere else and God can connect you with the people and the purpose place that he needs you to be and that he has for you. Transition doesn't always mean relocation. Transition can sometimes mean rehabilitation. Let me fix your heart. Let me heal you. Let me help you. Let me walk you through this. Let me carry you. Let me transition you to where I want you to be. Because I will never be ready for Boaz if I'm still reflecting on Malon. Point number four, the spirit of fear. The reason why we can't transition is because the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear keeps you Barren. The spirit of fear keeps you infertile. It keeps you stuck. It keeps you stagnant. It keeps you from moving forward. When you are fearful, when you are terrified, you are frozen and you cannot produce anything. That is how the enemy keeps you is when he's, he feeds you with so much fear. And that's why the word says God has not given you the spirit of fear. Even in uncharted territory, even in places that you are uncertain of, even if you don't know what God is doing, you cannot have the spirit of fear. You have to trust God. You have to have faith. You don't want to allow fear to cripple you from transitioning. The enemy uses fear in two ways, the unknown and giants. The unknown, because you don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm not going to go there. Like, what, what, what if this? Or what if that? Or what, uh, how am I going to make it? Or, 
that unknown, that uncertainty, that, that can bring on fear. The enemy can use that and manipulate that to keep you. It, it could have happened with Naomi. It could have happened with Ruth. I, I believe that the enemy was trying to trick Naomi with that. But that's why she had Ruth there. So she did not have to do this alone. The unknown causes you to project thought bubbles on others. If Ruth had allowed Naomi to project that fear, that bitterness, that dark place on her, then she would have left. You can't allow that to happen. Don't allow fear to cripple you. Don't allow fear to stop you. And giants are an intimidation tactic that the enemy uses. It's there, but it's just put there as a tactic, exactly what it is. It can't touch you, it can't harm you, it's just there to put fear in you. And we have to trust God that he is gonna see us through. We have to trust God that he is not going to leave us. He remembers you. You are not alone. You are not barren. You have so much more life. You have so much more to give. You have so much more to do. God has a plan and a purpose. He's just transitioning you. So do not allow fear. Don't, don't allow the, the, the reminiscing of your past. Don't allow uncomfortability. Don't allow even that you don't, you don't know all the answers or you were uninformed or misinformed. Don't use that, don't use that as, as excuses to keep you from transitioning. Don't allow the uncomfortability of this season, of this transition, to keep you where you are. God wants to transition you. You are going through this day. Some of you, you're feeling it right now, like, that's where I am. This, th that's it. I'm transitioning. I, I did not understand why this was happening or what was going on. I could not answer it. And God is speaking to you right now and saying, I'm transitioning you. I haven't forgotten. So Father God, I thank you so much for your word. Thank you, Lord, that your word reveals truth. That your word is truth, God. And your word is showing us, God, the seasons that we're in. That this is not a state, but that we are passing through this, God. Give us the courage, give us the strength to keep going with you, Lord God, so you can transition us to exactly where you need us to be, Father God. Thank you for your people. Comfort them right where they are, Lord God, and help them in this transition season. We love you so much, God. We give you all glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen.